the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Thursday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth on this beautiful Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. We must not forget. Huh. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Clotto and David Dawson. Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. And hey. Thanks for reminding me about Pearl Harbor Day. That, that one uh, got by me. It did? Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. good to know. That's good to remember. So, But it's first thing in the morning anyway. So Yeah, so you, you, you're going to remember throughout yeah, the day All day now. long I will now. Yeah. So thank Just you, Just as we'll remember, yeah. today is the feast day of St. Ambrose. Yes. Uh, he was critical in uh, forming and having St. Augustine become a Catholic. Thanks to the yes. help of St. Augie's mom, and quite a uh, St. Monica. Yeah, quite a, a big step. Yeah. I mean, to get him to go from where he was to, you know. Yeah. Well, he was a smart Christ. guy. He just yeah. had to find his way. Yeah. And uh, we'll mm-hmm. learn more about St. Ambrose and uh, him becoming a bishop later on. In the meantime, we're going to offer up a prayer on his behalf. Here we go. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Help us, St. Ambrose, to live our lives seeking truth and wisdom. We ask this through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, amen. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 We have a great lineup for you today, starting off at 10 after. We have various events in our listening area we will give you details about. Again, you can go to ccmedia.live and click on our calendar to take a look at all of these events. In 18 minutes, Bobby Angel joins us once again. And if you remember his interview back in early November, we were talking about video gaming and the faith. And Mm -hmm. he is a dad and an avid gamer. Well, we're going to continue that discussion today with Bobby on how we can incorporate video games with our faith. How much is too much screen time? You know, parents out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, And how can video games... Bring us closer to God. It's all in Bobby's book, Gaming and the Heroic Life, A Quest for Holiness in a Virtual World. In 35 minutes, David Dawson Jr. joins us. He is the COO of Witness to Love. And today we're going to be focusing on discernment in the workplace. And in 48 minutes, Sister Marjorie Aver joins us. She is the CEO of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Today, she's providing us their monthly update, and they have a lot of things going on, a lot of need Mm -hmm. in the Crescent City, so looking forward to hearing from Sister Marjorie today. Okay, and we're off to a cold start, Bill Samparty, and (laughs) it's going to be a cold one this morning as you walk out the door. Uh, A lot of it. Folks are getting close to freezing temperatures, but I don't think anyone actually got to 32 degrees in our area. Uh, But it should warm up nicely as the day progresses. Winds are light, and a few clouds were expected. High is going to be 66, low 48. No rain in the forecast. Tomorrow, a slight chance of rain, 10%. We'll warm up to a high of 74 tomorrow. 
and winds are going to be shifting uh, out of the south-southeast. That's one of the reasons why we'll have warmer temperatures. And that usually means that we'll see moisture coming into our area because the winds are blowing the uh, moisture in from the Gulf. And that's going to bring about a 35% chance of rain for tomorrow. High is going to be 82. For tomorrow is it 32? Uh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, high 74. I'm sorry, Friday. Is it, what, what, Tomorrow's no. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Tomorrow. I'm sorry. You I, got me confused. Yeah. I got all caught up in it. Too, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But right now, most everyone is in the 30s. Good. How's that? Yeah, it's cold. Oh, okay. <laughs> Covington and Baton Rouge reporting 36 degrees. High, home of Thibodeau, it's 39, as well as in Gulfport. And New Orleans warming up already to 47 degrees. It's five after the hour. Don't go too far. We have your gospel and reflection, as well as some events we want to share with you here on Wake Up. Good morning, I'm Father Chris Decker. A blessed first Thursday of Advent to you. Today's gospel comes to us from Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said to his disciples, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. It had been set solidly on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine but does not act on them will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed and was completely ruined. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. St. Ambrose was like the wise man in today's gospel who built the edifice of his soul on solid rock. That rock was Christ's church, of which Ambrose declared, Where Peter is, there is the church. And where is the church? No death is there, but eternal life. Ambrose became the Bishop of Milan by acclamation in the year 374. He spent long hours in prayer, fasted from Monday through Friday, except on feast days of the saints. He also intensely studied the scriptures and the church fathers. Ambrose courageously embattled the Arian heresy that rejected the divinity of Jesus. He boldly resisted the efforts of the intriguing Empress Justina in her attempts to support this error. When the emperor attempted to interfere in church affairs, Ambrose declared, In cases where matters of faith are in question, it is the custom for bishops to judge emperors when the emperors are Christians, and not emperors to judge bishops. Ambrose refused to yield even in the face of exile. Troops surrounded his cathedral when the saint had gathered the faithful, but the imperial guards began to waver. The congregation spent the long night praising God. Then on Palm Sunday, Ambrose addressed his flock. The emperor is in the church, not above her. A good emperor seeks to help the church, not fight against her. As for the political threats of the state, huh? They are like arrows shot by children. Ambrose dramatically exercised these principles again in the year 390, when the hot-blooded emperor Theodosius slaughtered 7,000 Thessalonians because a mob killed his favorite charioteer. The saint wrote that the emperor's hands were stained with blood and declared that he was no longer worthy to receive Holy Communion. And then after eight months of penance, 
the Emperor Theodosius appeared in Ambrose's church, devoid of the symbols of imperial power, publicly acknowledging his sin and begging forgiveness. It was granted. When Ambrose died in the year 397, the Emperor Theodosius said of him, I know no bishop worthy of the name except Ambrose. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Jimmy and Father Chris. It's almost 11 after the hour on this Thursday morning. Welcome back to Wake Up. We have some events we want to share with you. You can make plans to attend the St. Agnes Gala, which is going to be held in Baton Rouge, coming up on January 12th of next year. It's a Friday evening. It'll be from 6 to 9 at Drusilla Place. Tickets are $150 a person, $1,200 for a table of 10. There's going to be cocktails as well as a silent auction. That's going to begin at 6 o'clock, and that's followed by dinner and guest speaker Kathleen Beckman, uh, who will be speaking on the topic, The Light Shines on the Darkness. Practical insights to protecting yourself and your loved ones should be interesting. Semi-formal attire, if you'd like more info, go to ccmedia.live. Kathy Beckman is really, really good. Um, Our Lady of Mercy Catholic Church is having a married couples retreat March 9th and 10th at St. Joseph's Abbey in Covington. And for more details, you can go to faithandmarriage.org. That's something that uh, my wife and I have gone on in there. Very peaceful. Very, very nice. So I highly recommend it. Very nice. Well, the Young Adult Silent Retreat for Women starts tomorrow, December 8th. A silent retreat preached to come and sit at his feet, spiritual poverty and femininity for young adult women led led by Claire Gallagher. Slow down, Gabby. (laughs) Beginning tomorrow through December 10th at Camp Abbey Retreat Center in Covington. The retreat will draw on scripture, the wisdom of St. Therese of Lisieux, and so much more. You can go to ccmedia.live. There is a fee of $150 per person, but that includes lodging for Saturday and Sunday and all of your meals. St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church, as well as St. Rita Catholic Church, they're teaming up for an Advent Mission Chamber concert. That's right. It's entitled O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and it's presented by the St. Louis Nine Arts Society. It's going to be Wednesday, December 13th, so that's next week, uh, from 7 until 8.30. It will take place at St. Francis of Assisi Church. That's on State Street in New Orleans. It's free to the public, uh, and it's open to the entire family family and uh, folks in the Archdiocese. So if you get a chance, hopefully you go get into the Christmas spirit. Very nice. Okay. Um, I have, uh, apparently my computer has gone south here, uh, a Christmas <laughs> spiritual retreat. Okay. Uh, Young at Heart is hosting a Christmas spiritual retreat Fair Oaks House at, at Fair Oaks House in Covington this Saturday night from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Father Michael Luxbacher, a legionary priest, will be speaking on how we can keep Christ-centered during the Christmas holidays. The cost is $20 a person. Uh, that's uh, to, to cover everything. Mass and lunch is included after the retreat and discussion. Once again, ccmedia.live. 
Oh, man. This Saturday will be your opportunity to take your little ones to have breakfast with Santa. That's like a dream come true. If you're in Madisonville, St. Anselm's Knights of Columbus will be hosting the event in St. Joseph's Hall from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And in Baton Rouge, St. George Catholic Church, Santa will be there for the annual pancake breakfast at St. George's Cafe from 7.30 to 10.30. And don't forget tomorrow, a programming note, uh, it's the uh, Solemnity of Immaculate Conception. And because of that, uh, here on Catholic Community Media, we are celebrating our birthday on that day as well, but also a special Mass. It's going to be uh, held in National Cathedral in Washington. Uh, it's from 11 until 1. The Mass will replace Father John Ricardo and our local noon Mass, and it's a beautiful ceremony and it really it's, uh, from uh, the Immaculate Conception Shrine in Washington, D.C., So uh, if you get a chance to tune in and can't make Mass for some particular reason, you can catch it right here on CC Radio. All right. With that being said, don't go too far. Bobby Angel. I knew he was going to do it. He's coming next. Don't go too far. (laughs) This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 7th. Today we celebrate St. Ambrose. If you live in difficult times and are a person of integrity, you are bound to ruffle a few feathers. As did today's saint, Ambrose, a 4th century man of action with a fighting spirit and a deep love for the church. Learned and well-educated, Ambrose gained attention when he boldly challenged the heresy of Arianism, which denied the divinity of Christ and divided much of the church. He publicly chastised one emperor for a massacre that killed thousands, and admonished another, saying, The emperor is in the church, not above the church. When Ambrose was sent to Milan as Roman governor, he so impressed the people that they pleaded with him to be their bishop, even though Ambrose, a professed Christian, had yet to be baptized. Following his consecration as bishop of Milan, preceded by a quick baptism, he went on to new heights. He was a great orator whose sermons attracted many. One of them was Augustine, the sinner turned saint. Ambrose converted and baptized Augustine. Ambrose died on Good Friday in the year 397. Nine hundred years later, he was named one of the four Latin doctors of the church. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth. I'm David Dawson along with Gabby Smith and Damian Collado. And right now we have Bobby Angel. He's a Catholic author and we're going to discuss video games and our faith uh, with a book, Gaming and the Heroic Life, A Quest for Holiness in a Virtual World. Welcome back, Bobby. Yeah, great to be with you guys. Yeah, it's good to talk to you again. I had uh, a lot more questions, but let's give an overall uh, view, I mean, a view, uh, an overall synopsis of what we were talking about last time. Let's talk about your book. You, you, you've you been a lifelong gamer, and you're talking about, hey, this, this could actually lead to good things, as we're always hearing the opposite, right? <laughs> sure, because it, it's a medium, just like a book or a movie. Yeah. So the medium is, isn't the problem. 
it's obviously like the amount of time you put into it, maybe the content. It's like, do you worship this thing just as you can worship sports? Yep. Or mm-hmm. like any, like Star Wars. Like you can put anything in the pedestal of God, and that's where it gets really problematic. But the best of video games tell really compelling stories, they bring people together. And there's just new ways to look at how there's always breadcrumbs back to God if you're able to paint it in the right direction for someone who's honestly seeking, uh, you know, am I, is God real? Am I loved? And um, where, who, who's the source of this beauty yeah. and truth and goodness in the world? Wow. Wow. That's great. You know, a lot of folks are making decisions as far as Christmas gift giving and such uh, for, for this time of year. So maybe this will influence them uh, one way or another. You know, I, I, I know that there has been more warning signs against it than that are for it. So I've really ha- having a, a positive side to this is, is very new. And so you're talking about in your book becoming a, a I mean, actually living out or becoming a hero in real life, almost emulating the heroes or the people that could be heroes in some of the games. Is that right? Yeah, because the heroic is to lay your own life down. Mm -hmm. And so you're embracing hardship. You are pursuing some kind of good and not just for your own expense. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, great. That's a really great impulse. And guess what? Like there are opportunities to do that all around you. They may not be as epic as, you know, chasing down a dragon, um, but it's the same desire to be good that Christ has put on your heart. And so it's also like helping people reframe, like, in the ordinary and in the mundane um, is very much still the call to lay your life down, and it's, it's just as meaningful. So I think for people that have had God stripped out of the culture, have had these categories of good and evil and mission and purpose. It's like video games satisfy that ache of the heart. And so it's helping people Mm -hmm. to like affirm that don't just come out the gate wagging a finger. It's like, Hey, that's a really great desire of your heart that's being lived out here. And now, now guess what? Like, Hey, let's go feed the homeless. Let's go uh, volunteer our time. Like let's, you start to see how um, you're called to be a hero in, Mm -hmm. in the real world just as well. Well, I know that um, we, Gabby and I were talking about the other day, screen time, and that can be so yeah. addictive. So you got this transition that we're talking about. In other words, you're, you, you, you have things in these video games that you're talking about that will actually inspire you and lead you in the right direction. But what about that transition of getting up off the couch and going out and doing that? <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's moderation because, okay. I mean, our smartphones, yeah all shame us just as well as like, Hey, you are on your phone. Yeah, like, you're right. Hours this week. <laughs> so we're all now in this screen culture yeah. and it's figuring out like what, what, yeah, what are the boundaries? Like, what do I need to do for work? What do I, what can I do for leisure yeah. and entertainment? But then, uh, you know, prioritizing also like the face to face encounters all around us, you know, where we find God in nature, where we gaze upon God in the Eucharist, like, all these things can be held together in tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just needs like mentors and people listening to gently bring people to that, to put those opportunities in front of us. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, screen, screen time's a problem from age 
85 to 85 right now. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I I'm, think so, yeah. too. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Gabby. Well, and, and Bobby, you're, you're a dad, and so you're also a gamer. So where where is that healthy balance of giving our children screen time because, you know, they want to go on the iPad or go on the Switch and stuff, but also prioritize human interaction and family time as well because video games don't have to always be quote-unquote bad mm-hmm. um but right. uh, they can be good like like you're saying the amount of laughter my kids were erupting in the other night playing mario kart together <laughs> was yes. hysterical and yes. like my <laughs> wife gets very competitive too when they're all like locked mm. in it and it's really and it's fun but then there's like, yeah, especially like <laughs> especially like earlier and earlier um yeah, it's not great for the brain to be just staring at a screen for so long. It's right. like we, we learn by interacting with things. We learn by looking at the human face and figuring out cues. And this, this is why, too, like this up-and-coming generation is really struggling with anxiety. And yeah. yeah. COVID, COVID did a number on young people because, like, how do I interact? Like, how do I even make a friend? Like, sadly, like we have college students. It's like, I don't know how to make a friend. Yeah. And part of that is we just have become so disembodied because of the screens and so they're not going away it's like how do we figure out mm-hmm. how to be saints today mm-hmm. and for those of us yeah in leadership positions as parents as ministers campus ministers youth like etc it's like to reintroduce some boundaries like the call to self-mastery and discipline to like moderate Okay. It's, and it can be painful it can lead to sure. some arguments it can lead to some bitterness but it's like hey listen i'm not your your friend, I'm your parent, and I'm telling you, <laughs> like, yes. it's, it's, that's that's the cap for the day. Let's go. Wow. Let's go outside. Let's, let's go, go out um, into the world. Study. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> well, do you do you recommend any games or, or what to stay away from, what to get? Because, like I said, some people may be making some decisions for the for Christmas gifts. Yeah, yeah. Every family's got to discern, like based on the age of the kids and what they can handle, and um. I just this is where it, it's helpful to like know your kids like be over their shoulders and okay. figure out like okay like this is what they gravitate to this is what they want and then you know look online and see like is are, is the story too mature is there too much violence is there too much sexual content yeah and then you know there's but there's some stories like hey there may be some violence in it but so does Lord of the Rings have violence and it's like what is the yeah what is the point of it yeah um you know, because especially for, for boys, there is a call to, like, I want to fight evil. Like, yeah. I want to be a hero. Sure. It's, yeah, so it's we're like, hardwired that way. That's right. Yeah. So that that is a good impulse that we need not, um, you know, it's a line between shepherding versus sheltering. Yeah. Bobby, is there an average number of hours or minutes uh, associated with gaming that one should oh, man. look at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hard, too. And some people, like, we have... Uh, Twice a week. Oh, I believe we the the call dropped. Oh, he's there. there. I'm sorry that we 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 dropped you just for a second there, and you said something about twice a week. What we go ahead from there? Yeah, yeah. Um, The kids are trying to attack me now. Funny enough, Um, (laughs) the yeah. So Tuesdays and Thursday nights are like family Nintendo night right now because we have we have the younger ones. you know, blessed Carlo Acutis, he had a self-imposed rule of one hour a week. 
he would Whoa. play. Okay. Which was, you know, for me, it's like, man, I can't even do that sometimes. So <laughs> one hour a week is not doing much <laughs> at all. Right. <laughs> no, and he, that's not his, that's not his mom. He did that. He put that on himself oh, because wow. he felt like it's amazing. There's too, there's too much the Lord is calling me to. Like I'm going to enjoy this, but I'm not going to give it more time. Like to to the point where it has control over me. Right. So so there too, it's, it's like listen, we can throw up all sorts of different excuses and be like, who could possibly be a saint today? Who how could we be holy yeah. in this? in this internet virtual world, but like one young man is on the way to it. He's, he kind of shows us like there is hope and um, every family's got to discern and, and it's going to look different. And, and some may be called to do more like zero or very low tech and, and praise God. And I know some people who they stream video games for a living. Like they're yes. online all the mm-hmm. time right. and they're having to figure out, okay, how do I, uh, bring balance into my house mm-hmm. uh, with my kids. Yeah. And um, we're all kind of figuring it out in real time as well. Wow. Bobby, yeah. do the parents have as much of a problem gaming? I'm talking about the younger parents, 30 and under, uh, gaming today versus even their kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, and this is the phenomenon, too, of like the delayed adolescence. Yeah. That yeah. if I am not maturing as a person on the interior life. It's very easy to live as a bachelor. I'm now I'm just mm-hmm. married with someone else, but I'm still having my, my college habits of gaming late into the night. Uh-huh. And then a kid, sorry. Oh. Yeah. My yeah. alarm went off. And then, and then <laughs> when I become a parent, if I haven't learned how to die to myself, if I haven't learned to lay down um, some of these, these, older habits that like, it just, I can't be a priority anymore. Right. My family life could suffer. So, so that yes. is a real phenomenon, but that's also a real opportunity to grow there in, you go. in self-sacrifice, which I, I've had oh, to learn. Bobby, we got to, we got to let you go. The book is called gaming and heroic life, a quest for holiness in a virtual world. Uh, Bobby angel, we're, we're going to, uh, it is, uh, available online as well at, as bookstores. Thank you, Bobby. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, God bless. We come back. Gabby's going to talk to somebody by the name of David Dawson. On Wake Up. It is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with David Dawson and Damian Clotto. A special programming note, tomorrow, December 8th, is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, but it's also our birthdays. 11 years in New Orleans and 14 years in Baton Rouge, CC Media will carry a special two-hour mass from the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. on Friday from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. This mass will replace Father John Ricardo and our local noon mass. So stay tuned for that. And Dave, tomorrow we'll have an interview with you during our morning show where you will tell us a little bit more about our history and our birthday celebrations during this special time so it's fun. Uh, it's looking fun to forward reflect. to that <laughs> yeah. it's so much fun yeah. to reflect to see where we've come from and to see how we yes. have been guided and and the doors that open and such it's just been it has just been beautiful uh to be almost pushed in this direction you know um i mean you're right we I, there, there's a lot to talk about 
about uh, where yes. we began and why, where mm-hmm. we are now. And it was, it was, it's, it's still growing. And that, that's, that's, yes. uh, that's our intention, of course. I mean, but, uh, you know, God willing, but uh, so far God's been willing, that's for sure. So, yeah. well, maybe if we well, can't get a hold of your son, we may do it today. Well, maybe what? so. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing. I don't, I don't want to screw but... up programming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did want to mention Bobby's new book uh, because we didn't talk about where you can go and purchase it. Of course, right. Ave Marie Press is where you can go online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his book is called Gaming and the Heroic Life, A Quest to Holiness in a Virtual World. And David, you brought up such a good point because uh, you know parents who have kids who are asking about video games for Christmas, yeah. this is a perfect opportunity to go and discern that. And I'm so glad because uh, we as a family also do sometimes game nights where we do Mario Kart and stuff like that, and it's it's competition between the families. It's a lot of fun, mm. um, is and that it's one? something Ma- Mario that I know Kart, that, uh, is the game, right? Yeah, you're talking about somebody. Yeah, who and it's know. a lot. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it's a lot of fun, and it's good family time. But, of course, uh, Bobby's book is a perfect uh, reference for those who are avid gamers um, and want to know a little bit more about screen time and how we can incorporate that with our faith as well. So mm-hmm. um, I wanted to make sure that we talked about that okay. as well. So, yeah, so, also, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Good. Well, I was I was looking no, because can. it's interesting what he says in his book. And the book has got levels, just like games. Level one mm-hmm. explores why people love games and what games have to do with God, which is that right there is fascinating. Level two examines mm-hmm. how the Easter eggs of truth, beauty and goodness in games impact players in much the same way they impact your relationship with God. And then level three demonstrates how gaming can propel players Away from the keyboard. He's got AFK, <laughs> away from the keyboard to find purpose and meaning and service to others. So I tell you, I, I would imagine if you're getting a a video game device or videos, I mean, uh, the, the games themselves, get the book along with it. I mean, it, I think it'd be a good guide. You play video games? I do not. You don't? I never did. I always found them boring. Uh, really? Yeah, my friends did uh, mm-hmm. when I, you know, I was a lot younger before <laughs> I was married, and boy, they just had a blast. But I just, I never got into them. Have you? I still do. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. Do you? I, I, do you I, play? I, I, I play a golf game. It's um, nice. Thirty minutes a, a, an evening. It kind of relaxes me, and I play golf video wise. No kidding. Uh, against people all around the world. Against That's people awesome. around the world. Yeah. Wow. World World Tournament of Golf. Okay. WTG. So, there you go. So, so how is that done? Because you are not swinging a club or anything. Oh, so you, you use your finger. You use to, you, Yeah. You, you got <laughs> buttons. Okay. <laughs> just like you do all video games. All right. So your back swing is like you, you, you just move just your finger. Just move the little button up. And then when it gets to a certain point, you want to hit it right on the number. Wow! You hit you hit the screen. So you can, cool. improve, you can improve your skills in golf on video. I am a better golfer on screen yes. than on the course. <laughs> okay, I trust me. I can imagine it, so. It, I, I, I I am a like a, a, almost a ten handicap vi- uh, virtually. And the weather is always perfect. Always, it's always and I play, yeah. And you play courses all around the uh, the country. Oh wow! From that Pebble is, Beach is, to that's uh, awesome. Yeah, Pinehurst. You you name it. That is incredible. So what do you do after the eighteenth hole? 
Uh, I try to open up a beer. There you go. That's what you got to do. In <laughs> life, so. That sounds like a I, relaxing. I, that's why night. I asked. I, sell, <laughs> I don't drink. I, I seldom drink. So uh, <laughs> not a bad idea, though. I should, <laughs> should create my own nineteen hey, hole. Why don't you create a virtual clubhouse that yeah, everybody can go to that afterwards? Would, that you would know? be fun. And you sell beer. That, okay. So, I'm sorry, Gabby. We digress. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's great because our listeners learn a little bit more about us. I had no idea, Damien, that you did that. That's, that's uh, you know, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful yes. way to relax. <laughs> well, we have so many ways that you can submit events to our website. And I want to point that out because a lot of people are doing that, especially for 2024. Mm-hmm. So you can go to our website at ccmedia.live and submit your event on there. It can be multiple events uh, that you can do that. Uh, Click on events and news and click on submit your event. But it's a wonderful way for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about what you're doing. Uh, And we've had some on there as well. You can take a look at the calendar calendar and uh yeah. and, and go ahead and yeah, search wait, what's, what's, on what's there. interesting is we're talking about things coming up in january like january for me it seems like january is really far away and mm-hmm. january's right here yeah when you, you know? say 2024 it's like it just seems like it's that's next year, year. well yeah. it is next year but next year happens it's to like be a three few weeks, weeks away yeah yeah exactly what, so uh i don't know if y'all saw this on online somewhere but uh uh, there was a great article, and it was actually more of a survey, uh, with moms and dads uh, uh, basically asking them, uh, middle school and high school students, uh, what led them to the priesthood? Some oh, young wow. men in seminary. Wow. Would you believe that it was the parish priest that actually led, so far, most of the young men to the seminary? Is that right? 78% said the priest in their church parish, followed by their dad, Seventy-four percent. I wonder were if that the was, influencers to, to to get them to uh, consider the priesthood. I wonder if that was because they were impressed by him or direct conversation. You know, I, uh, I wonder how that a combination of both. I'm sure. You think? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, I just a conversation. I think a priest notices a young man and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ask him, "Hey, have you ever considered the priesthood?" Right. right. I know some priests that that's nice. that's what began their thought process yeah. and discernment. Uh, another thing was the fact that uh, 70% of uh, our seminarians and those who entered the priesthood, 70% altar servers. So that has an oh, influence wow. on them as well. Okay. And and That's I would have never sense. thought it would have been that high. Lectors was number two. Really? Being a lector in your church parish. And then um, the most common prayer practices before entering seminary. Mm-hmm. Eucharistic adoration. Eucharistic. Well, there I do. Mm. I definitely believe that. So I believe that. Yeah, me so, too. Because you're going to hear God talking to you, right? You know, right. and Eucharistic adoration. You know. So if you're a parent, it wouldn't hurt if you think your your son or even daughter for religious life uh, has the potential to become a priest or nun. Wouldn't hurt to maybe uh, talk to your uh, parish priest about it and maybe have him also ask that young man, hey. Uh, you want to consider the priesthood, mm-hmm. and, and what better what are example than well, your parish priest? And, and when you see some of the priests, uh, and they're they're solidly active in their parish, 
and they're they're mm-hmm. ministering to families. They visit the families' houses. They and and then the young men see what these priests do uh, actively outside of mass. Mm-hmm. That right there, I think, it could be a strong influence too by saying, "Well, look, this guy's this guy's devotion. I'm I'm inspired, and it's probably something they'd never thought of before." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yep, never know. Okay, yes. so. just thought I'd throw that out there. Vocations. So, uh, if you're you're a mom and dad, don't be afraid to talk to your parish priest about your son or daughter, mm-hmm. and you as a parent, talk to them as well. Ask questions, and uh, who knows how the Holy Spirit will inspire them and you. Absolutely, I, I know a lot of parents and make of Eucharistic adoration. That yeah. I think is critical mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Uh, do yeah. do that as a family if you can. I know a lot of parents are priests, and they are thrilled. They are happy with this huge, huge. family that they have, you know, because oh, of their yeah. son. You know. Well, I'm I'm excited about the Eucharistic revival. That's bringing everything mm-hmm. Christ to the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Stay with us. Sister Marjorie Abear with Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans has an update for us. It is 45 past the hour on Wake Up. minutes before the top of the hour. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome back to Wake Up. With us now, Sister Marjorie Abear, CEO of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, here to give us a monthly update of what's cooking in the Crescent City. You know, Christmas is just a couple of weeks away, and we know Catholic Charities is very busy this time of year helping families in need. So, Sister Marjorie, Welcome back to Wake Up, and tell us about the special Christmas Adopt-A-Family program. Let's start with that. Uh, thank you, Damien. It's good to be with you this morning. Uh, this is our annual program to reach out to families to assist them in making it a Merry Christmas for the family, for their children especially. Our Adopt-A-Family is going very well. We have over 600 client families that we're working with to assist them. We rely heavily on our donors to assist us in, in giving to us and donating to us. And we are the a spirit of Christmas for the children. We still have some families that need adoption. So anyone interested in wanting to share in our program, we welcome them. Um, they can assign by visiting our, our website, ccano.org. Um, well, that's great. By, by the, the way, when you say families, are, are we also um, providing gifts for the, uh, the parents as well as the kids in the family? Uh, sometimes. Okay. But primarily, it's, it's really with the children. But if there is a need and we know of it, we try to respond to that. In addition, while we have a heavy emphasis on the children, those older children, our seniors, mm-hmm. are also very important mm-hmm. to us. And what we provide for those individuals are care bags. And it really is um, the, the necessities of life. Um, so uh, toothpaste, toothbrushes. Uh, lotions, um, things of that nature. We call it a, a care bag. Yeah. And that especially is helpful to our seniors. And um, 
we could greatly um, use some more input um, donations for these family care bags, especially for our seniors. Yeah, well, um, a lot of, a lot of times people are thinking of the children around Christmas time, and respectfully so. Uh, but our seniors, I mean, hey. We need to provide for them as well because they're on a very limited budget in many cases. And uh, that's where you guys come in to help out. And I, I love the fact that you have family care bags to provide toiletries for them. Yes. And, and you can be of assistance to us. Check us out on our website, again, ccano.org. And it tells you how easy it is to contribute. And we work with you in collecting the gift bags, the toys, etc. We had uh, one family, one donor, or a couple of donors put together, and we have over 200 bikes what? being brought to us for uh, our children in um, our, our Head Start program. So Santa is going to be very generous <laughs> in remembering those children. Yeah, that is great. You know, you bring up another good point is bikes. A lot of times families have bikes because their kids have outgrown them. Um, can you bring a used bike? It still rocks and rolls down the street. I mean, got to avoid the potholes in New Orleans. But outside of that, uh, <laughs> can, can one that. bring it? Does it have to be a new bike, sister? Um, for safety purposes, yes. Okay. But there are other organizations that do receive and accept um, bikes that need or uh, previously owned and used. Mm -hmm. But in this particular drive, these are new bikes that a, a group of families got together to donate 200 bicycles. Goodness. Okay. That's nice. And uh, before we run out of time, let's move on to another subject. Let's talk a little bit about Happy Santas. They're returning to the Padua House in Bell Chase. And uh, share with us a little bit about that, because that is really a, a, a beautiful, this, special project. This is a wonderful um, experience. Our Padua program, it's 28 individuals with extreme disabilities and uh incapacities and these santas and there's one that wears a blue suit uh, a jewish santa who assists us in this endeavor and these santas bring special gifts to these residents in our padua house and in our group homes it's um almost 50 individuals that put it that are the recipients of the happy santas and they come in Roaring <laughs> on a a fire engine, bells ringing, sirens <laughs> twisting. Sweet. It's in our residence in Bell Chase. Oh, that, that's nice. Good. That's, that's nice. got to be exciting. I got a question: the the Jewish Santa with the blue suit does it turn red when he converts to Catholicism? We're <sighs> we're glad to see him every year. Yeah, that, uh, yes. Um, and before I uh, just in short time. A constant need that we have is in our pregnancy services program where we assist mothers and their children, diapers, diapers, diapers of all yes, sizes. Yes. Anyone um, wanting to make a contribution, again, check out our website. It's there. We especially need 
diaper sizes four, five, and six. That's a popular number there and a great need. So we, mm. we would truly welcome that, that gift and donation at this time. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but I read where you go through 20,000 diapers a month? Not you personally, but... We distribute those oh. diapers, yes. And, and I have been in the center <clears throat> and seen the mothers come, and there are desperate need for the diapers. Wow. Um, and, and yes, and we need to make sure that that's taken care of because that, that's a big savings for, for needy families. And where do we go one more time, sister, as we wrap up? Uh, where do they go to, to learn more and donate? C-C-A-N-O dot org. All righty. Sister Marjorie, thank you so much for being with us this morning. A blessed Advent and a joyous Merry Christmas oh, to you. Thank, oh, thank you. Amen. God bless you, as always. All right. Well, it's been an eventful morning, to say the least, and we hope we got you started. We'll be back here tomorrow, bright and early at 7 o'clock. But before we leave, we'll leave with a prayer to St. Ambrose. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, you made St. Ambrose an outstanding teacher of Catholic faith and gave him the courage of an apostle. Raise up in your church more leaders after your own heart to guide us with courage and wisdom. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, amen. Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. We'll join you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time for our birthday. We're starting off with Lorraine Hess. She is talking about her upcoming Advent concert. She's a Catholic singer and songwriter. Michael Borg is the executive director of St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge in New Orleans. He'll be talking about a Christmas update. Nicole Jones is the digital media, media manager of the Diocese of Baton Rouge. She'll be updating us on what they are up to. And of course, we'll be talking about our history, why we're here, why we need you, and why we're going to continue to be here in our birthday celebration. Thank you so much for being with us. Have a wonderful Thursday. God bless. is a production of Catholic Community Media.